1: Hello again. You've hit Indie Beat. We're on the Playlist Podcast Network. We talk to all your soon-to-be-favorite indie filmmakers, people you probably may not know, but should know. Now, this episode is a little different. I had friend, colleague, fighter, CJ Prince, interview someone he loved very much. Uh, It is Daniel... Martinico. He's a great filmmaker. He did the film Okay Good, which premiered at Slamdance Film Festival a couple years ago. And last year, his second feature, Excursions, premiered there and also played many places in L.A., in Berlin, Paris, and the Sydney Film Festival. So we're putting a screening on of that new one at Spectacle Theatre on September 21st. 7:30 7.30 p.m. So if you're in the New York area, please do come check that out. And without further ado, this is The Interview.
0: Alright, uh, thanks Chris. Uh, this is, I guess, me hijacking your podcast voluntarily. Um, or with your permission, I mean. Um, yeah, so uh, I am chatting with a filmmaker that I have Gone to know since i saw his most recent feature in 2016 which played at slam dance called excursions uh before that he had a film screen at slam dance in 2012 or 13
2: oh,
0: uh, yeah called uh okay good um yeah this is uh daniel marnico hey daniel hey <laughs> thanks for <Brian. laughs> yeah so um yeah, I figure I'm just going we'll just dive dive into things right away. Um, I'll ask you what I guess Chris asks almost all of his guests. to Keep the tradition going. Um, I get yeah, like what what exactly if you could think back what what got you into uh, filmmaking?
2: Jeez, um, uh, well I, I was um, I was one of those kids who was uh, a movie a movie nerd from like way way back. I was. Um, Really interested in films from like pretty much you know as long as I can remember, um, kind of uh, ravenously uh, devouring videos from the video store and uh, just super interested in film. My my dad was a is a, a film a film guy a film uh, uh, I should say uh, lover and I think he that kind of rubbed off on me a bit. Um, but so uh, you know making short films in in junior high and high school, um, I went to a program in high school called the California State Summer School for the Arts, which is like this arts program for for high school kids. And it really, um, I mean, I was already pretty deeply interested in film at that point, but it kind of opened my eyes to more uh, uh, um, interesting and kind of experimental practices that uh, I then kind of pursued... Um, going into college, uh, I went to Bard, and I studied film at Bard, um, Bard College in in New York, and then from there, uh, worked a little bit in New York, and uh, went to graduate school for visual arts at UCSD, uh, where I I was doing video, kind of video artwork. Um, So, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's one of those seeds that goes all the way back. I was, like, in love with Hitchcock at an early age. Like, Rear Window was a film that really affected me. And then that kind of moved into, like, I got really interested in Jarmusch. And those films began to kind of uh, open my eyes to other films. And, yeah, I I don't know that that's really answering your question. But I guess, yeah, as far back as I can kind of remember, I was I was a like a film geek, very interested in it. And I always kind of, well very early on, once I kind of recognized that there was a director, um, that there was a filmmaker, there was kind of a hand at work, I, I began to kind of, you know, be interested in, in what that was and kind of maybe following in that in that path. Um, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, how long was it between, I guess, when you graduated, I guess, when you got your master's, and um, between that and, I guess, when you made, because you were making shorts before, uh, your yeah. first feature, but I mean, how long was it between? I guess that and then when you made Okay, Good.
2: That's a good. It was. A, it was. Um. It was a number of years. So uh, I mean, I was doing. I was doing video work. So when I went to Bard I was. I was interested in making narrative work. That's what I did as an undergrad. But you know, it's an experimental film program, so it was. You know, kind of circling around a lot of work that was outside of the mainstream, um, and that kind of led me to. Uh, to UCSD, where I was doing visual arts, and was, um, I was really interested in you know I was shooting stuff and kind of ma- making making different things, but I became really interested in kind of appropriation work, where I would, you know, uh, probably because I grew up on movies, that you know once I once editing became a possibility, uh, I began to kind of take films and take them apart and kind of make new things out of them, um, uh, kind of you know recycling recycling footage and doing found footage work and stuff like that. So that was the kind of work I was doing in grad school um, primarily. And that moved out of grad school for a little while. I continued to do that. But I had always been interested in making narratives. And and when I moved to Los Angeles um, after graduate school, um, I sort of uh, was living in the same city as my friend Hugo Armstrong, who I've known actually since I was... um, since I was a kid, we grew up together, essentially. So when I say I was making short films in, you know, junior high school, I was making short films in many cases with Hugo in junior high school. So, um, but we kind of went, we went, we, you know, we're best friends, but we lived in different cities uh, from college forward. Hugo went to Cal Arts, and I went to New York. And um, when we ended up being in the same place again, physically, we began to kind of um, talk about doing uh, films together. And we did a short film before OK Good, um, which is called Bike Thief, which is like this really uh, low-tech kind of consumer camera, really rough remake homage to Bicycle Thieves, the De Sica and Zabatini film. Um, and that was kind of like our way of testing out working together uh, on doing narrative work. Um, and, and that then kind of grew into what became you know OK Good and ultimately Excursions. So... Um, there was a, I guess there was a gap between uh, graduate school and making okay, good. Um, in between there was this other short film, Bike Thief, and then I was doing, still doing kind of appropriation work during that time as well, which informed the stuff that Hugo and I um, started doing together. Um, so I, I mean, there are, there are kind of there are kind of gaps uh, along the way, but they were always being filled in with other kind of creative film pursuits. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was just curious, to you know, if, like, I mean, I guess it sounded like, I guess, with you and Hugo kind of meeting up, or I guess crossing paths again, like, it, it did it feel kind of, I guess, organic for the two of you to just kind of get back to making movies together, even though it was all these years later?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we remained friends through that whole, and very close through that whole period, even when we were kind of living in different cities. Um and uh i think we you know yeah it was really it was really natural i think that um because we had done stuff when we were younger and we are i mean you know in a way we're, we're almost like brothers we're really really close and so um we had been talking about films and been talking about work and been excited about what each other was doing uh so it did it did it did feel natural making work with him again i mean i think the thing that was a little different is that we were Adults, fairly, <laughs> and we're kind of figuring out what our process was going to be, um, you know, working together to make this to make this kind of work. And that's something that, you know, we again, we kind of we had stuff that we had done when we were much younger, but um, we began to develop a more I don't know if I would say formal, but a more, um, you know, kind of develop our process together, um, working towards uh, more refined and bigger projects from bike Thief through forward. Uh, and we're still, we're still figuring it out and kind of refining it and working on it. But it's um, now it feels like we have kind of a, a way of working that it is, um, you know, makes sense for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, um, so I'm guessing, I mean, like, because the two of you also like, I mean, you know, I guess he co, he co-writes the films with you as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm guessing
2: yeah, because,
0: well. because of his background in acting that Um, I don't know. I mean, I I guess what I'm asking is, like, with the origin of OK Good, I mean, which I guess before even for anyone listening, maybe you want to give, like, a little, like, I guess elevator pitch or, like, a little idea of what the film's about for people.
2: What what OK Good is. Yeah. OK Good is a a film about an actor um, who's going through kind of a run of bad auditions. He's a commercial actor. He's, you know, auditioning for for commercials. Uh, And he's involved in this intense movement workshop um, that's really kind of pushing him physically, uh, and all the while he's listening to these motivational tapes as he's driving around LA in his car that are telling him how to succeed and kind of, you know, driving him forward and kind of pushing him towards, you know, self-actualization. Um, but th- things aren't going well for him professionally and the kind of the workshop, which is really kind of intense and tapping into very raw stuff begins to kind of bleed into the auditions and the other parts of his life that, that we see in the film and, uh, and things um yeah they just kind of kind of unravel for him
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean Uh, so i just would i was asking like um i'm I'm guessing or i'm just i shouldn't assume but i'm asking you like when you guys when the two of you i guess were coming up with you know this idea and working on okay good like is that something that he was bringing you
2: know from his own experiences as an actor well yeah, I mean, a huge, absolutely. I, I mean, the film—it's sort of—it's interesting because you know the way that there, i mean, it came about like through all these different things that we were thinking of and and talking about together. Um, initially, like the seeds of the ideas were—the uh, seed of the idea was the workshop. Um, the, and there's this film called *The Brig* that um, Jonas and Adolphus Meckes made with the Living Theatre in the '70s, and it's this documentation of a performance that's really kind of intense and physical. Um, and I, I love that film and sort of was interested in the, the physicality and the intensity of the performances in that. And, you know, Hugo and I were talking about it. And we initially kind of began to conceive a film that was actually just this kind of physical workshop. Then we began to think of audition tapes coming into them. And we got access to, um, to a bunch of audition tapes from um, a casting place in LA that we uh, that we were able to look at. And they were like, they're amazing. I mean, they're almost like video art in themselves. It's a really strange thing. You see these tapes and what people are kind of asked to do and kind of the strangeness of props and the interaction between kind of off camera voice and the person who's being asked to perform oftentimes really surreal things because they're you know they're they're kind of uh, they're thinking about how they might be in a commercial but they're asking to do things that are that are very disconnected when you're just looking at the tape um it was it was kind of you know it was this wonderful thing and i mean they could almost be put in a gallery on their own and, and exist i think as 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 artworks but uh but those tapes inspired the idea of like it of you know audition like these audition tapes and uh, and this kind of intense workshop that were you know that would in some ways almost be an experiment an experimental film, um, but you know when Hugo and I began to talk more about it, we we wanted to develop a, a film that you know had that had more narrative to it and that actually you know had a role for him a central role for him and and then the character of Paul Kaplan came in uh, and we began to build it around that and obviously Hugo is you know he's been He's a working actor, and he's, you know, been through what all of this is in different ways, and so we mi- we really mined a lot of his experience um, in kind of crafting it, and when we were putting it together, I, I mean, I would go with him sometimes to auditions and sit in the waiting room as he would audition for commercials and just sort of observe, and I mean, to him, it, you know, he would always call me up and tell me these stories. He'd be like, oh, you wouldn't believe what I what, you know, what happened happened in this audition something like that. And I was looking at it almost, you know, as an in an observational mode and and it was really fascinating to me. And so we, you know, sort of began to to pull all these things together and crap craft the story. But all of like the details of the um I mean I see it in some ways as a procedural. Like you're actually kind of discovering how an actor works and you know the way that they, you know, both in the way they audition, the way they prepare and stuff like that, or one actor I should say. But all of the, the details of that, that would come from conversations, you know, that we, you know, with Hugo, Hugo knows that world so intimately that, that was really mining his experience or things, things that he either knew personally or had heard about or had observed. And then, of course, you know, bringing um, an element of fiction to the whole thing. So, yeah, I,
0: I, I watched it. Uh, I watched OK Good last night for the first time. Uh, because i already seen Excursions. I watched Excursions again, too. But, I mean, um, yeah, the thought going through my head, like I mean, I I, I really like the, the structure, I guess, the three kind of story, or the three formats, let's say, going on in the workshop, the auditions, and then uh, Paul's, you know, own life. But, I mean, it, it's it was this thought I had partway through during one of the workshop scenes where I just had this feeling of, like, you're just making the idea of, like, being an aspiring actor come across as, like, you need, like, this, like, cult-like devotion in order to actually you know work within this field because it doesn't feel the audition scenes don't feel necessarily I guess degrading but they're kind of surreal at the same time and the workshop scenes are just really intensive um but yeah I did want to know if you were like if you're going for if you I guess are going for some kind of like cultish
2: vibe (laughs) yeah absolutely I mean absolutely in the workshop stuff that was that was that we had a lot of a lot of points of reference and and a lot of the stuff that was happening was you know our real you know they're grounded in exercises very tr- kind of traditional exercises that you know they but, but some things were then pushed into other areas um and we were looking at tapes of you know kind of uh like kind of 70s ther therapies and and uh like, you know, Altamont drug freakouts and like, uh, you know, uh, Christian revival meetings and, you know, all sorts of different things that we were kind of looking at to inform what was happening in that workshop above and beyond kind of the the um, what you would kind of expect to see in there. So it's real, but then we kind of directed it, in you know, in sort of different, different ways to, to push it into this place that actually, you know, could feel, yeah. I think, is a is a is a fine word for it. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'll say it for anyone listening. I don't want to um, spoil anything for those who haven't watched it. But I think um, the whole the whole final act, the whole climax, let's say, is just kind of crazy and, and reminded me of um, some other uh, films. But I, that that last workshop scene, I think, was such a great, like, shocking um, ending. I have my own thoughts on it. Maybe I'll tell you after. But uh, <laughs> the last workshop, the the, the very end at the workshop, I thought was really. I, I, I laughed a lot at that. Like, it was a really
2: good ending. But um, yeah, um, well, but I'm glad that you laughed too. I mean, I like I, Hugo and I. You know, we see both of the films in a way as kind of dark, super dark comedy. So
0: yeah, I it's, mean, it's it's there. I think in that case, it it, it reached it, it just went to this place that I kind of was like, oh okay, like it totally just went there but I think it's because of my own uh uh the way I, I interpret it but like I said I don't want to I don't necessarily want to you know talk about what specifically it is because the kind of I don't want to take away the experience for anyone who has who's listening who might not have actually seen okay good but um I don't want to ask though because I mean when you go on to um excursions you know after this mm-hmm. which is like what, three four years after this after okay good yeah 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 and um to me, it's it's like a big uh, leap between the two, just in terms of how um, it feels. Kind of like an extension of the workshop stuff, but it's it's <laughs> you, you're it feels way more abstract, I guess. Or maybe before even, I should also say, maybe you can um, give, give, give listeners, I guess, an idea of what Excursions is about.
2: Um, yeah, sure. I mean, essentially, Excursions is it's a film about two couples who go out to a cabin in the woods um, and it, uh, it, it becomes kind of apparent that they're there to enact some sort of like ritualized bid towards, um, you know, transcendence or some sort of self-actualization and you uh, kind of uncover what they're doing as it goes along and, and it goes off the rails a little bit as it, as it goes forward.
0: Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Like I ever, because I, when I watched it the first time, which I was, uh, you know, this the I was talking to um, Alex uh, McGarl, I probably screwed up his last name, and, and Paul Taylor, Paul who directed Driftwood, and Alex who produced it, because they were screening at Slam Dance 2016, um, which your film was also playing. And I I talked to him after they won, and they were like, "Did you hear about Excursions?" And I said no, and they said, you have to watch this movie. Like, it, it, it you know, like, they, they loved it. And then um, I watched it, and yeah, I mean, like, I would say off the rails is kind of understatement. It was one of the things where I watched and I was like, I was totally baffled in some ways, but also really just drawn into it. And it was this crazy experience, which, I mean, you know, um, I said after, it was something that even, like, well, well after I watched it still never left my head. And I was like, well, this is... You know, a film that, that, it was just, it was like, it was abrasive, but it was also kind of really defiantly singular in its own way, I guess. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm guessing curious here, like, how did, how did Excursions, was it an evolution from OK Good, or was it just a separate idea you guys were already tossing around, or how did Excursions, I guess, come to
2: be? Well, a, li- a little, of, a little of both. Um, a little of both. Uh, there was a, a film that, i had been thinking about since like i don't know since college it was a, a essentially like a horror film like a genre film but that was you know in like a durate in a in done in kind of duration um you know i was i always, i used to when i initially thought i was like oh it's like texas chainsaw massacre meets stranger than paradise i've heard other people compare other films to those two things now but like that's what i was thinking at the time and like that's not at all what Excursions is, but that was kind of the seed of, of the idea. It was called Fester at the time. And and uh, um, and it just was sort of sitting in, in the back of my mind. And then Hugo and I, of course, were talking about it on and off over the years, among many other things. And then after OK Good, you know, I just was trying to trying to decide what to do next. And there's a number of things that I was sort of choosing between, and I kept coming back to that. and hugo and i began to talk about it and one of the things that like from OK good is that the workshop stuff always there was there's like a sense of possession to to the to what's happening to the physicality and to the performances and to the actors and you know it's in the context of a workshop but it felt almost supernatural to me in some ways I, i don't know if that makes sense but um the idea of kind of carrying some of that forward and putting it in a different context and you know um Trying different things with it um, was in, was was an was an early idea, and then that got attached to this you know this kind of genre film idea, and and then when Hugo and I got serious about writing it and figuring it out, those things you know real you know it really changed dramatically. But the, those were kind of the seeds that let us let us into that. Um, I mean, I would also say. And this, this is, wasn't by design at the very front of Excursions, but early on, I mean, there's a similarity, not a similarity, but there's a, you know, they both play kind of structural, formal games, right? Like, so like the way that they're shot, the way that they're, they're cut, kind of the way that it's juggling between different, different worlds or different ideas. Um, that, I think, I think that's kind of being carried over into Excursions as well. Um, in OK, Good, you know, you have those three worlds that we talked about, and the, but they're very formally different. They're just like, you know, the, the real world is like this locked up space. The auditions are like this really crummy first person video camera. Um, and the workshop is a, this, you know, really uh, raw kind of verite style. Um, um, and uh, and in Excursions, there's a similar idea, although it instead of it being in a rote ro- wove and it kind of works from it works from a place of kind of duration uh, and like very limited editing at first where we have like scenes, you know, two, two minutes, three minutes long, there are a single shot. And then cuts begin to be introduced as the film goes forward. Um, and eventually it ends up, there's, there's kind of a breaking point, but it ends up in a similar kind of uh, like uh, raw camera. I don't That's a, raw is a weird word to use, but like kind of verite camera style where, um, you know, there's, like, a, a visceral physicality to the camera as much as, you know, that's in conversation with the performances. So I think those come from, you know, are things that were be- begun to be mined in OK Good as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I did want to ask you, I guess, about that, because for me, like, I was thinking about this, how, um, I, I, I guess, what I, before I ask that, because I'll, I'll lead into it, but first, I guess, what, because both films... I guess are, are about these characters who are driven, and you, as you said, kind of come to a self-actualization, or I guess excursions are seeking it. Um, I, like what, what? I guess what I want to know, like what what draws you, or draws I guess the both of you to that, to, to, to this topic, to kind of using this as a basis of like I want to focus on. Um, I I I was just I guess I'm curious as to what draws you in about the idea of these characters like let's say with excursions like what what fascinates you by the the idea of these characters pushing themselves to such extreme measures to you know achieve this state this perceived state of enlightenment
2: you know that's a that's a really a really good question and uh um i don't know that i have a have a good a good answer for it um, I mean, certainly we are very aware that we've tread in that similar area in both of these and, and in Bike Thief as well. There's a little a little bit of it's different, but a little bit of a similar kind of thing. Um, I mean, I think it probably, you know, we we have this really interesting process of figuring out the films and we draw from a lot of stuff that kind of influences us personally or that we're interested in or that we've been thinking about for a long time. We bring everything to the table and then we begin to sort it all out. And I think that it probably comes from, you know, part of it is kind of what was going on when we were growing up in Northern California, both of us kind of being around a lot of these ideas, a lot of people that are kind of trying to do things like this, um, seeing it kind of, uh, and having it kind of just stay with us. And then I um, um, yeah I, I don't know i mean I, I i i think we didn't see how close i mean i think we knew we were treading in similar areas but I don't think we saw how closely they paralleled until the two films were complete and then huh wow that's that's something we should uh, we should probably think
0: of <laughs> i think it's yeah i think it's not it's like I said before, like it's it's kind of excursions goes far more into let's say ab- abstraction compared to okay good because I mean there's a narrative there in excursions but it's kind of like, you know I feel like when you watching it you know like I understand the general but it's it's still hard to you know there are scenes where you know I'm watching kind of like like what the hell are they doing like is this just it feels it's a structured film but it feels very arbitrary and the sense of like what exactly they are doing to try it because it just feels like why are they like why do they think that you know jumping up and down constantly is going to help them like it's it's sort of like that when i was watching it but
2: it's it's um yeah well that's i mean it's interesting to hear you said that the, the it was it was really specific in terms of what we mapped out what they were doing kind of what was leading to what but we and we did this a little bit with OK Good, but much more so with Excursions. You know, we took all of the explanation, all of the exposition out. Um, and I, I really like the idea of that film being a mystery, and you're kind of unpacking it as you go. Um, that you're trying to figure out what they're doing as they're doing it. But there's such a specificity to what they're doing that there's no question that they, um, you know, that they're not they're not doing this with absolute uh, intention and dedication. And that kind of, I, I, you know, if it works, it makes you really, it it kind of pulls you into, to to trust that they have something in mind that they're working towards and that kind of what what they're doing is, is, is leading and triggering towards that. Um, And uh, I mean, I think that um, we've been kind of, I think we both resist over explaining the film, even though, you know, Maybe even explaining period the film in certain ways. I think we we like that the ambiguity. Um, we like people to kind of bring their own uh, bring their own ideas to the gaps that are there. Um, but it's you know it's funny because you know hearing what different people kind of interpret it as sometimes it's like so it's it's really interesting but also kind of far from what we were thinking and other times it's like it's kind of right on track. But that that's kind of a part of this this one by by design. Um, the jump, the jumping, the jumping sequence. I, I love that sequence. It's such a, um, it's a strange one, but there's, and this is, uh, we, we were trying to figure out ways, um, that they could just completely exhaust themselves. And, and there were, um, you know, there was a, it was much, there were many more pieces to it early on. Um, you know, more kind of exercise things that were like physically exhausting that they would do. Um, but we, you know, we settled on the jumping because it's, it's actually, it actually works, works very well. I remember we, I had Hugo try it, and I filmed him for a couple minutes doing it and try it. It's, it's, it's incredibly exhausting. But there's um, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff has, you know, kind of influences or points of reference, and um, it does. You would never guess it, maybe, but like there's this really wonderful. I think film from the '80s called Heavenly Bodies about uh, an uh, an uh, uh, kind of exercise competition, <laughs> and um, and the end of that film has this kind of you know they shoot horses kind of like you know exercise till you drop sequence that I just I really love, and I think that there's not an overt but a very subtle kind of relationship between between that film <laughs> and that sequence.
0: Yeah, I mean it was it was funny too because like watching that sequence. Again, I remember that was one of the more memorable ones when I watched it the first time. But it's the the her name just came my mind with the one playing. I guess Hugo's partner
2: or wife or whoever. Uh, yeah, Jack, the act, the act, the actress. Her name is Jacqueline, right? But the yeah. characters are un, unnamed. Yeah, they're
0: unnamed. But like, she's.
2: Yeah. I think she's like
0: her performance. That like, there's there's something. It's it's just so visceral about that sequence. And I remember watching her doing it, I was like, I was like, oh. like it's just one of those things. We're watching it. Like they're really like doing that they're really kind of driving themselves to that point but um i did what like i i guess to point earlier what you said about like when i asked you um kind of as to what drives you to this what interests you in this topic i did want to say that for me i wondered if it was the fact that you are in california and this this like i feel like this film as a premise a topic like could easily could have been made as like some like silly comedy about these you know mm-hmm. like privileged people who could go out and you know make fools of themselves trying to achieve something um, and I remember like I mean just just the idea um, that and I guess that's why why fair I asked I wonder if it was maybe a regional thing as to what um, inspires or I guess interests you in it but I find that it's, it's, it's,
2: it's oh yeah know. sorry no I, I think that's that's probably very, very true I mean I think that um, one of the one of the many things that was kind of, you know, we were talking about was that I met these folks who had, you know, been to this party in uh, Laurel Canyon where somebody flew a shaman up from South America to lead these, you know, this group of very, you know, wealthy people through an ayahuasca ceremony. And I remember thinking, you know, that that there was, you know, there was just something about that that seemed a little off um, to me. And uh, I think that that's you know in the film it's like there is something misguided in their uh, in their kind of rigorous and structured and uptight you know approach to kind of breaking through to something else. Um, So yeah, but yeah, I mean to kind of circle back to what you're saying, I I think that probably for both of us growing up in California, um, it you know we're you know it's probably is very much a part of why we're kind of interested in these things yeah
0: i mean do you ever do you ever i mean like obviously you need to go close but with the other actors so i think I, I i recognize two of them were also in okay good in the workshop scenes i think right I don't know yeah every,
2: right. they all, all four of them were in okay good um yeah. two in the workshop uh, mandy who's um the other woman in excursions uh mandy frun she uh is in one of the audition tapes so oh
0: okay yeah so i mean like i, I just like i guess you, know, like, you and he are close, so I guess. But I mean, just the level of commitment. Because there are scenes where I watch, I you watch again, I was just kind of like disturbed watching, just because it's like I, it's it's really. I think the brush scene and when they're all like eating the root, which kind of just like or eating the thing, which I was just like, oh. But um, I mean, do you just is it just something we all are just like, yeah, let's do it. Do you ever have kind of issues? I guess pushing because I feel like you are pushing these actors to get to or to, to do what they do at some points in
2: this movie. Well, they're, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, the, they're pushing themselves. I mean, I guess we're pushing them, but, um, everyone in the, in the film knew each other before the film and they had all performed together. Actually, they, you know, they all can't come from CalArts. They all kind of, uh, were together in the, in the Los Angeles theater scene, um, for a number of years. And, and, um, and so and they're all friends. I mean we're all friends. So there there is something about the film that's funny because I've faced this at Q and A's too, like where people are really concerned about the about how physical, how intense the performances are. And they absolutely are. And and they're real I think they're really brave and I think that they, you know, they they gave so much for this film, really. Um but the reality of the shoot was, you know, I mean it's a film, it's a it's a construct and people were I mean, I think Hugo and I were really stressed out with the production because it was just so intense to get the film made, but the actors, I think, you know, were, they were, they were, um, enjoying, enjoying themselves and, and, you know, and performing and, uh, um, some of the stuff like the root, (laughs) for example, I, you know, they weren't, they weren't psyched about, but they were game and, um, and, and, uh, and they did it. And, and, um, Actually, we did three takes of that, of that shot. By the third one, oh, God. it was it was time to be done. But um, but that the idea for that actually came, I mean, from a number of places. But um, one of the things is that um, Jacqueline and Cody had done a play years and years and years ago where they uh, exchanged something with their mouth, and so there was there was a um, there. You know, we we suspected they would be game because of that. Um, but, but yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, so I guess, cause you mentioned briefly, like, um, I'm guessing this, this was, this was a smaller production than your, than okay. Good. Right.
2: Um, well, you know, funny, like people wise, um, okay. Good has just has so many people in it because yeah. there's, you know, the workshop and then there's all these tapes and, and tapes, uh, different people auditioning. So there's actually a lot, lot of actors in okay. Good, but okay. Good, um, The production was smaller. Uh, It took us a little longer, but it was really like Hugo and I shot a lot of that on our own together because it's just him in much of the film um, outside of the workshop stuff. Uh, And then um, I had a second camera uh, person come in for the workshop, and occasionally we would be able to get friends to come and do sound for us. But it was really... I mean, OK Good's kind of amazing. Like A lot of that film it was literally Hugo and I, and that was it. Um, and so for excursions, I mean, the scale of excursions, I think is in some way is bigger. It's a bigger movie, even though it's, you know, it's confined to one space and all of that. I, it feels bigger to me. And we had a few more people working with us. We had someone helping us to produce it when, um, this guy, Clay Hazelwood, when we were on, um, up in, in the woods and then we had a couple. We had a couple of people who helped with with sound. We started. I think when we we shot that film in eight days, and we started with, I think there were also a, a, this guy, Cosmos Segerson, helped do the art direction. We had maybe a crew of maybe five on the I, something like that on the first day. But by like day eight, we were down to again just like me and uh, and this guy Clay were we're kind of wrangling everything in the actor. So it, it was, it was a really small production as well, but somehow it was, it felt a little bigger than okay. Good.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I asked, cause yeah, I know it's obviously okay. Good just feels more sprawling by the fact that he's, you know, he's literally traveling across, you know, LA, I guess, or, or looking for work as excursion is just confined to one location. But, um, but you're right. I mean, like excursions obviously just feels way bigger in scope considering <laughs> what I think it's about. And, the techniques you use as well—it's—it's it's also more. They're both really intense films to me, but I guess Excursions is a little more visceral, mm-hmm. in some way, in, in its own way, I guess, because I think they cover some similar topics, obviously, or, or ideas, but I think that their approaches are, I'm, different. You know, like I said, Excursions hits a, a certain level of, extract, of abstraction that kind of really pulled me in, kind of like the same way the, um, let's say the the, the, kind of brutality there's a brutality to okay good for me and the way it's just kind of structured and, and the way as, as it goes along you kind of edit it um it's more abrupt in the editing as it goes on as a state i guess kind of goes dwindles. but um yeah i i um i guess I'll, I'll lead into now because i'm curious to know um you know excursions is a film that i've been you know talking to plenty of people about uh ever since i saw it and telling people you know you should you know, find a way to see the film, or find a way to take a chance on the film. Um, now, okay, good. Got distribution? I think Slam Dance helped release, right? Because it's on, it's on, you know, like Fandor. It was on Mubi. It, it's you know, it Amazon stuff, right? Yes,
2: yeah, so, uh, Slam Dance. Um, they uh, they partnered with Synedime, and they they put it out digitally. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and yeah, it's it's available. It's available now. It's on Amazon Prime and on Fandor, and it's been it's made its way through. Other platforms. It was on, you know, iTunes and Hulu and, and um, other places. Uh, movie. It was on movie recently, which was actually great. Um, that was I was really happy about that. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's kind of um, yeah. They they put they put it out, which which was um, which was awesome. I was really really happy about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just like so excursions. You know, like I I cover I talked about is as, is. As one of the best things I saw last year that still was seeking distribution, I mean, um, still doesn't have distribution, but I mean, I just, just, I guess, tell me about your experience with the two films, I guess, in terms of, I guess, traveling the film circuit, and then also dealing with distribution, or, you know, right now
2: with excursions, I guess, searching for distribution. Sure, I mean, um, well, OK, Good, you know, they both premiered at Slime Dance, although in different categories, so OK, Good was <clears throat> it was my first feature, so it played in competition, and um, when we went to Slam Dance with OK Good, I got a publicist for it, which um, was considering how much the movie cost was it was a stretch to do. But I, it seemed important. And I and it actually, you know, it got it got good press. It got a lot of press and ended up playing, um, you know, a, a decent amount of festivals and some some good festivals. So I traveled around with it on and off. I didn't go to everything, but, you know, for for the year following it, uh, Slam Dance, and then, you know, half a year later they they picked it up and distributed it so i mean it was in its you know it was a modest it was a modest success not a i wouldn't say a financial success but it was a success in terms of like you know people can see the movie if they want to see it and a lot a lot of people did see it over the course of its festival run um and like what's cool is that people actually discover the film still which is which is really um which makes me really happy I, i'm all, i'm often surprised people kind of bump into it it's like a really small film but people do find it or a part of it um, and that's great excursions um is you know like you say it doesn't have distribution as of yet um, it premiered at slam Dance in their beyond category which is kind of this new program they have for films that aren't first features um, but it's not in competition, and this time around, I was a little cocky, and I did not get a publicist because I didn't have the money, and I actually regret that. I think it was a, a mistake um, because the film really didn't get written about at all, and I thought that I could, you know, uh, that, you know that, the, that the fact that it was there and it was playing and that, you know, I could get a press list and try and get people to look at it and, and do something, to write something about it, I thought maybe that would be possible. And it and I I, and it wasn't for me. I mean, other people have had success. I talked to other people that year who didn't have publicists, and they they did they were able to do more. But um, I think that you know that made it harder for the rest of the festival run. Um, I mean, we've played other places. We played some great places. Um, uh, You know, New Orleans Film Festival, Chicago Underground, which I played okay, good at, and also many of my shorts before that, which is it's a, it's kind of i mean it's underground it's an underground festival but it's a great film festival and they show really crazy interesting work and it's kind of this mashup between experimental work and underground work but they show you know narrative stuff that kind of pushes at the edges and i i really like that festival a lot but again um you know the we haven't had the festival run with this one that we did with okay good and um There were some have been and continue to be leads with distributions things that seemed like they were going really well and then kind of didn't uh end up working out so right now it's it's without distribution which is unfortunate because i want people to see the film and i actually i mean it's a it's i get it it's not an easy film in in a lot of ways i mean it's it's it kind of is a it's a challenging film i and it's not as easy of a film as okay good but i think it like is a step up i'm I'm really proud of it, and I want people to see it. So, um, I'm hoping that something gets figured out where it can be, uh, you know, it can be accessible, so people f- can find it and discover it, even in the same way that they have. Okay, good. Where, you know, they, you know, at least if someone recommends the film to you, you can, you can kind of go out and, and and dig it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, obviously, watching the the film and even, you know, through my own experience in, in programming and trying to you know push the the film onto other people of course it's it's one where it has the distraction it's hard to to do but i mean when you're making it when you're going there obviously you know you're up opti- to obviously have an optimism you want it to, to get seen on all that but did you have that that kind of f- fear factor that risk factor you're like this is going to be you know a really tough sell like i'm going down this this avenue that might make it harder did you have
2: those concerns going in yeah, no, but I, but I, I don't yet come to work like making sure that it will be, um, you know, the, like thinking about the the. I mean, I I think I, you know I want, people I want people to enjoy the films for what they are, and I want them to be accessible in the ways they are. But I, you know, I didn't think oh, I shouldn't do this because you know it's going to sort of limit certain options because. Um, that makes the work less interesting. I mean, I like the the. I I think when you're working at a at a at a micro budget level at this scale of filmmaking that I'm currently working at, the, the reason to work at this level is to be able to you know make a film that is, um, you know, personal and uh, true to what you're interested in, and you know, in some ways, I mean, I hear people. Have described it as uncompromising, and I guess that is one way you could put it. I, I mean, I don't think about that because you don't have to make, you make compromises when you make a film. But I, I, think when you're at this level, there's, you know, there are different kinds of compromises than when you're making them at a, at a, at a with more um, people's money involved. Um, so, so for this film, no. I mean, I, I think if I was working at a different scale, it, that would be a very different question. But um, I think though. You know, I but like I say, I'm you know I, I'm I'm excited about the film, and I know that other people are too. So I want people. I, I want to be able to share it with people. I think that it's not it's not there's not a d- disappointment that I'm not raking in money. It's a disappointment that I, I you know that that not I feel like it deserve it deserves more of an audience um, mm-hmm. than it's gotten so far. I, I think, um, yeah. but I'm optimistic. You know, I, I mean, and, I, and like the thing that I discovered with Okay Good is it, it continues to live. I mean, people find, find that film. Um, to this day, I mean, it's not that old, but I mean, people still kind of, you know, it gets passed around, which is which is awesome. And I know that this this one will too once it becomes um, available.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> no, I know, I know. It's even when I was looking up the film, like on on Letterbox through a few months ago when it was on movie, people were reviewing it on there. So obviously, I, I was like, wow, like I was kind of, you know, was someone myself who's kind of fascinated with that sort of um, area. It was it was interesting to see that, you know there are people who are actually engaging with with the platform like movie and they are just going to watch you know what's available on there so i mean with, with with excursions though i mean um yeah i mean it's a film that you know obviously like I, i've written about it myself on how um it does it really is just kind of this thing that i think deserves to be put out there but it's um i, I guess well i guess i ask you towards the end here is um you know, you're still having this with excursions, but are you still working on, I guess, something else? Are you looking beyond excursions now? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I mean, in a, and in a way, like excursions, uh, if you know, my head is not in this film at, at all. It's like you know, it's a, it's done, and, and uh, um, I'm very much thinking about um, the n- the next film. I'm um, and working on developing a couple of things, um, several things with Hugo, and and then something else as well. Uh, so, and I'm excited to make to make something something new. I really am. Um. Uh, so, so yeah. So it's it's not. It, it's like, uh, yeah. Lo- definitely looking forward to the to what's next and to the next the next films. But um, not wanting to, you know, not wanting to let go of, of uh, making sure that that excursions is kind of cared for. If that yeah. makes sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's good. I mean, it's it's yeah I think it's it's a it's a, it's the way things are i I don't know I don't want to turn this into like a, a state of the industry sort of thing where we can talk about you know like um the problems inherent with distribution and uh everything but yeah I mean it, this is largely as well to kind of um you know i've I've kind of been a fan of the film for a while and we've been talking on off for i guess almost like a year and a half now but um mm-hmm yeah it's one that i i insist that anyone listening like if you haven't seen okay good you know go watch it and then um you yeah, have anyone if you know anyone like just just to listeners you know try and and find out about excursions see if you know anyone who could know anything about excursions um so i I feel like yeah the opportunities will still be there and you you know it, it is interesting how i guess these films kind of with your film too like you're noticing that it, it's it's this weird thing you know you make it but it's out there and it's kind of indefinite in terms of, you know, it'll be seen and appreciated. or whatever, you know, like it's, it's strange, I guess, um, to think about how, do you ever think about, do you ever think about that with okay. Good where it's like, you know, this film is now like just going to live on indefinitely, and you know, it's there for people to pick up if they find it. And
2: I, yeah, you know, I do think about that. Um, especially when people like when, again, like unexpectedly people will, will, will discover it or email me cause they've seen it and, and it's always it reminds me that it has a life in the world. I, I, I you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of feel there's part of me that I think, okay, good. We'll, we'll have a, a, a life um, that will be bigger than it was when it, when we made it. I, I do, I do think that, and um, I mean, it may not, but I, I kind of, I still have that feeling about it. And, um, and, you know, I mean, like both of the films people, there are people that connect with them really, really deeply. And then there are people that just really don't. And that's, I think that's the mark of a, actually, a, a good, good work or interesting work, but, um, but there, but there are enough people that, that are enthused by, by the film. that uh, Yeah. I think it'll, it'll continue to live.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, it's just a matter of, yeah, just getting people to see it or, you know, who knows, whatever you make next might turn more people on to yeah whatever you made before, and so that's how i got to see okay good right i saw excursions first and so then mm-hmm. went to go see okay good but yeah so i mean um yeah so i'm listening if you have keep an eye out on excursions i'm sure chris will give all the information at the end as to checking out the film um but yeah i want to I, I just want to thank you um dan for doing this and talking about your films and um you know hopefully this will help i guess turn more people onto it um and yeah, <laughs> that's
2: all I can say. Oh, great. Well, thanks. Thanks, CJ. I really appreciate it. Thanks for talking to me.
0: Yeah. So thanks again. And uh, good luck with excursions and what you're working on with next. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll hand it back to Chris.
1: NDB and all the playlist podcasts are sponsored by movie a curated online cinema streaming, a selection of exceptional independent, classic, and award-winning films from around the globe. Mubi's film experts handpick every single film they show. Each day they present a new gem, and you have one month to watch it. Visit mubi.com/theplaylist slash the playlist to start your special 30-day free trial. Regular people would only get 7-day free trial, so this is the real deal, people. You can do $5.99 a month or $47.99 for a full year. Mubi is available via web or on any of your other favorite devices, such as Apple TV, Samsung Smart TVs, Roku, PlayStation. So pause your game of Bonk's adventure and watch some films, Sonnies. Movie is a global platform, but programming is customized per country. Some highlights Movie is now showing in the U.S. of A. The State I Am In, Christian Petzold's debut film. You may know him. I think the last thing he did was Phoenix, which was really, really great. The State I Am In is a brilliantly insightful drama that is simultaneously a thrilling genre film. A couple with a criminal past have been living on the run with their 15-year-old daughter when their money is stolen they must return secretly from portugal to their native germany also playing is the city below it was in the 2010 con un certain regard section it's 21st century capitalism and you get the glass-walled skyscrapers and flats but the stakes life happiness love are utterly human The newest special discovery is Hello Destroyer from 2016. It's a Canadian film uh, been compared to Michael Haneke by director Kevon Funk. And it centers around a hockey player and a little in-game violence that the sport is known to have. So, I won't say anything more. You must check it out. And that about does it for this episode thanks so much for checking it out and listening thanks again to cj prince for conducting a fantastic interview so again if you're in the new york area excursions is playing september 21st at 7:30 p.m at spectacle Theater. very very fantastic place that's where we've had most of our screenings and yeah we we'll would love to see you there if you can make it out Otherwise, you can uh, see Daniel's first film, Okay Good, is available probably everywhere. You can definitely find it on iTunes. So do check that out. And, you know, till we meet again, please tune in. Don't forget to check out the other Playlist Podcast Network shows. And don't forget to check out Indie Beats' older shows. I want to wish you a very good night, a very good day, a very good week, and so on so long.